great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Thank you. You're welcome, sweetie. Have a good day. The demand for healthcare professionals who deliver both comfort and critical care is growing. FindNursingSchools.com connected me with an accelerated Bachelor's of Nursing degree program in my area with expanded capacity so I could complete the program in 16 months. Now I'm on the path to an in-demand career that offers job stability, flexible schedules, competitive pay, and the choice of where to work. Visit FindNursingSchools.com to begin your journey today. Patreon podcast with Donkey Teeth and Gray. Gray, what's happening, man? Nothing. What's going on, man? Yo, so today's show could be special. It could be terrible. It couldn't be basically us talking about how it could have been much better or much worse. So... Yeah, I don't know, man. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a crazy one today, potentially. What's the uh, uh, anyone who's tuning in already knows from the title of the post that uh, or from in the post that Lenny Dykstra is supposed to be on. I we, at this point we don't know yet. We have his phone number. We're gonna call him. What's the chances he actually picks up the phone? What do you think, Donkey? <laughs> Uh, you know, I asked you, I think your, your estimate was a little bit optimistic. I'm thinking, I'm thinking 15%, but I don't have the backstory here on, on how you came about Lenny Dykstra's number. Uh, okay. so here, so let me, uh, so let me tell you. So this is, uh, so I should actually just put the, uh, I should put the JPEG of all the people that I have DM'd into, uh, into our Patreon as a, uh, as an extra special <laughs> treat for people i have dm'd everyone i dm'd barack obama <laughs> so anyway so lenny dykstra actually got back to me after i dm'd him and uh i said yo uh lenny so you want to come on our podcast uh and he was like what's it rated pgr or nails <laughs> i so i said nails of course 
are you are you coming on the show or not? <laughs> so he says back, uh, this is literally, so he says back to me, literally, I want to say, what is it, one, two, like 12 days later, he gets back to me. After I said, I said, Nails, are you coming on or what? 12 days later, he gets back to me. He says, hey, I never heard back from you, uh, but if you want, just call my cell phone. Here it is. <laughs> so I say, okay. Sweet. Here's the time we record. Um, well, uh, this is some of the, uh, so, you know, do you want to know what we're going to discuss or, or does it not matter? And I still, and I never heard back from him again now, another 10 days later. So <laughs> I really don't know if he's going to answer his phone. Maybe he's just like, you know what? I gave you my phone number, call me and we'll discuss or He's just giving out a phony number or he has no, or I don't know. I don't even know. Maybe no one, maybe no one's even at the, maybe there's no one behind <laughs> this Lenny Dykstra account that I am corresponding with, but I, I tend to think it's him. Yeah. So now that I have the backstory, I'm thinking, I'm thinking your 25% chance is a little bit high. Uh, I'm going to go less than 10% chance that he picks up here. Uh... <laughs> Just quickly, though, because since I'm looking at it right now, on my uh, uh, oh, by the way, R.A. Rugged Man, who was on our uh, main podcast, I DM'd him, and and he also got back to me, and that's how he ended up on the show. So this isn't complete shots in the dark, but so far I've DM'd Lenny Dykstra, Barack Obama, <laughs> Andrew Yang, Killer Mike. Uh, the guy, uh, one of the rappers from EPMD. I mean, what a, what a neglected mess of people. And and uh, how many of them have responded? <laughs> only, only Lenny Dykes. Only Lenny. <laughs> All right, should we call him? <laughs> yeah, bro. Let's call him up. Let's see what happens. All right, great. I'm calling him because Gray doesn't want him to have his number. Apparently, <laughs> here we go. Lenny, how are you? Who is this? Who is this? This is the Rasball Podcast. Hey, what's going on, Lenny? I'm on a hotel right now. Give me, give me that two hours, all right? Two hours, all right. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll call you back in two hours. He hung up. He hung up. He hung up. <laughs> <laughs> him back in two hours. We'll call him next week. <laughs> yeah, DM him again. I mean, we've already started the podcast. I'm not rearranging my whole schedule for Lenny Dykstra. This is like the most ridiculous thing. He's actually, we're probably going to get in contact with him and, and have him ready to be on the podcast. And the podcast is going to last like 30 seconds because I'm going to be like, so what was it like doing crack cocaine during the world series and that's gonna be the end that's gonna be the end of the show i mean that's gonna be it so i don't know we'll try him again next week i'm yeah. like i'm over yeah. the 
fucking It might make for a better show if we just talk about the questions that you've got laid out for Lenny. Oh, my God. I know, right? Okay, I'll give people a little taste of what we will ask him next week if he picks up and he's actually available. Um, So I had... uh, I actually had a, uh, a true story. This is actually, this is true. Uh, my friends from high school, they were, uh, they were the cops who arrested him in New Jersey a few years ago. Uh, and they said he was, and they actually said he was a really nice guy. They, uh, they got an autograph from him. I have, uh, I actually have a JPEG of the autograph he signed. Something like, you know, he wrote something like, uh, man, I can't believe you're arresting me. <laughs> best Lenny Dykstra like something pretty I think something funny from what I remember it was uh so anyway uh they said he was a nice guy he got arrested for uh sticking his index finger in an uber driver's ribs and pretending it was a gun (laughs) (laughs) so I was just gonna ask him like at the time was he on crack (laughs) And, and my second question is if he ever blew a guy for crack. <laughs> and then the follow-up to that would be, which former major leaguer would he blow to get crack? Goose Gossage, John Crock, or Dale Murphy? <laughs> so that was just a taste of what I had lined up for Lenny. But, you know, I mean, this guy, people are so unreliable, man. I mean, come on. Well, I mean, it's a shock that Lenny Dykstra would be unreliable. Come on, this is actually, we should do, this will be, uh, you know, without even realizing it, we've come up with a, uh, a, 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 re- a reason for this podcast to be. This is our, this is now like waiting for Guffman. This is like waiting for Godot. This is our, this is the reason we have this podcast to try, we're going to call Lenny every week and he's going to be busy every week. <laughs> well, should we try, try uh, Grandpa Joe now? <laughs> oh my god totally oh my god yes um let's see uh he's gonna be uh he's probably gonna an- he's been answering recently uh, if he hears the phone <laughs> he doesn't hear so well so uh let's see all right let's uh let's call let's call joe Lenny, at least we got him on the line. That's I, like- uh, yeah, I actually, I, um, this week I, I was going to say I did it. I, it's a lie saying I did it. Uh, Coogs sent, uh, sent Joe a case of, uh, six pints of ice cream. <laughs> so, so he's now, so he's called me a few times this week. Uh, so I've talked to him a few times. So he probably, if he picked up just now, he would have been like, what? I've talked to you three times. This week. Why He's like, this guy again. <laughs> Why do you keep calling me? Hey, Joe, so let me ask you, son. If you had to blow one major league player for crack, <laughs> who would it be? Goose Gossett, John Crook, or Dale Murphy? Give it to me straight. Joe, uh, Joe actually, uh, he, he uh, earlier this week, he was being, uh, you know, he was a little bit down the dumps because he was like, because his whole um, 
his whole social life is going out to uh, dances and, uh, you know, grabbing up on older women <laughs> on the dance floor. And he's like, how am I going to dance from six feet away? I, I got to be able to put my arms on someone. <laughs> so he was in rare form. I think next time he calls me, because he never picks up the phone. He only calls me because <laughs> he's, he's, I just realized that my 92-year-old grandfather is uh, he's, he's screening calls from his grandson. I um I gotta just record him next time he calls me because who knows when the hell is he ever gonna pick up? Um, yeah, so yeah, I think that's the move. That's the move. Yeah, I know. It would be nice to get him on though. I was like, you know, I uh, his one of his actually one of the things he said, <laughs> one of the things he said to me, I was uh, I added in as a question uh, for Lenny, which was if. Uh, a communion wafer was a pickle slice. Would you go to church? <laughs> I don't know why Joe asked me that, but he did. And I was like, you know what? That's a good question for Lenny, I thought. So I don't well, even. What I don't was your even, answer? I don't think we would have got to the third. I don't think we would have got to the third question. To be honest. No. No. <laughs> I don't think we would have got. I, the odds of getting to the Canseco point in that interview, I think, are pretty low. Oh, I know. Yeah, I mean, that's the crazy thing about, like, some of these guys who are just completely batshit crazy, it's almost like they have to lead the crazy train, otherwise they're not cool with it. Like, if you just, like, if you're crazy and you come at them crazy, then they're like, ah, fuck this, I'm out of here. I don't want to, I got to lead the crazy train. I don't want to be a passenger on the crazy train. Right, nobody wants to be a passenger on the crazy train. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, I don't think so. We are gonna we're gonna leave in the uh, uh, the point where Lenny says, uh, "Give me two hours," right? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, because that'll be fun for people. That's <laughs> our, there's our uh, part one of our Lenny day. <laughs> <laughs> it's at least half of it. Yeah, you know what? God bless everyone who's listening to this. I mean, God bless them. I, you just gotta. Even though, hey, no, seriously, if anyone wants to chime in, you hey, would you get a communion wafer if it was a pickle slice? Would you go to, would you go to church for that? Huh? Uh, so how was your week, Donkey? How was it? What's going on? It hey. was pretty good. Um, you know, last week we had uh, we had Simeon, old uh, Don Zemmer, and we didn't get to talk about my my uh, head injury, but it's all healed up. It healed really well. Uh, it's been, I think, nine days now since I cracked my skull open. I needed ten stitches, cracked a tooth. I had to go into the dentist. I went pretty much everywhere that coronavirus is thriving uh, after my head injury. But it's it's good now, and I I haven't gotten sick, so you know, knock on wood. Hmm. I wonder. Uh, I wonder if you got if you won the lottery and you're uh, asymptomatic and you got the antibodies. I, uh, Hopefully. I dying for some of them antibodies quite you might, you might have them you don't know right i know i'd love to have some you know like that would be really that would be a good thing for the black market just or actually we could do we could give that away on our patreon <laughs> coronavirus antibodies who wants some <laughs> hey. that's the giveaway there's gonna be a giveaway contest for coronavirus <laughs> antibodies yeah yeah hey 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 sign up and we'll give you the antibodies how about that <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, 
I'm happy to hear that you didn't get sick by going to the hospital during the worst possible time in the history of our country. That's uh, actually, you know what? See, there's the thing, though. So um, back in 1918, when the Spanish flu happened, we could actually, if we ever get Joe on the phone, he could talk about that because his entire, his mother's entire first family died in the uh, Spanish flu back in 1918. Anyway, so... Um, Back in 1918, during the Spanish flu, the hospitals were terrible, right? I mean, the medicine has gotten better. So you went to the hospital with your head injury during the coronavirus, which is bad. And it's probably the worst time in your life, the worst time to be in a hospital during your lifetime, but not the worst time to be in a hospital in the entire time period of hospitals. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm not in that bad of an area. You know, I'm not in a big city, uh, a decent sized town. I think we got like 100,000 yeah. people. So it's, it's not small. But I, I, I did a little recon while I was there. It was a ghost town. I mean, it was it was probably 1045 when I showed up at the ER. Um, there was nobody there. I mean, shocker. Nobody wants to wants to go to the ER right now. Uh, during this, but you, you had to check in when you came in. There was some people at the front front desk wearing masks, and everybody that comes in gets a mask. Uh, I actually snuck by because I was like holding a, a towel on my head, gushing blood, and they didn't they didn't uh, stop me. But eventually, I got my mask on. Um, I asked the ER doctor how many cases cases they had. He said there was fifty in the hospital right now. Um, he said one hundred and fifty have been discharged and he said they've only had a 10% death rate which apparently is a, a good number I guess doesn't sound great but um, so that's what's going on here in, in Naperville Illinois and the this was a week ago Naperville wow it sounds like a, uh, a fake city from the Simpsons let's uh is that anywhere near Shelbyville what the fuck's a Naperville what is it, what's Na what's a Naper I don't, is that like a it sounds like uh, someone who uh, naps a lot. What's a neighbor? Do you know? I don't know. I mean, I think it was somebody's last name. Um, no way. Come on. Neighbor? Neighbor's neighbor? uh, not a word on its own? I have no idea, man. It was, uh, it was the settlement. It was called Naper, though. So you're in uh, Naperville, is that, and that's outside of Chicago? Yeah, it's about an hour west of Chicago. It's it's I, I think it's top five biggest city in Illinois, um, but you know there's not not much bit, uh, once number you two, get outside of Chicago. Two, you know, I mean number two's a tiny town outside of Chicago. I mean it's like Chicago, <clears> and it's like everyone else is the uh, world's tallest midgets after Chicago in Illinois. Yeah, exactly. What's the second city in Chicago? What's the said not the not second city not second city Chicago? What's the second biggest city in Chicago? Uh, I'm guessing it's uh, you mean in Illinois. I'm guessing it's Peoria. Oh, no. oh okay. Yeah, it sounds Rock, Rockford's ah. up there, Springfield, and, and Naperville. I, uh, I've been to Chicago once. I had a I had an okay time. It was actually the uh, the winter of before starting uh like the actually not the winter the fall start before starting uh rasball so uh 07 was uh you were you were only 12 years old at the time well, how old were you in 07? Ten, uh 20 20 yeah 20 wow you were almost old enough to drink yeah i was in uh 
I was in Chicago in uh, 07. I went for a wedding that was in Detroit, uh, but we were doing like a, uh, a Midwest, uh, a little tour of the Midwest because I hadn't been, I hadn't been anywhere. I still haven't been back either outside of Indiana because that's where Coogs is from. Um, but yeah, Chicago is beautiful. I actually, I really love Chicago. I'm, I was busting chops before saying it's a podunk town or something. I like, uh, like Chicago, actually one of my favorite cities I've ever been to was Milwaukee. That was a fun town. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Milwaukee. Chicago. I mean, these places are great during the summer. They suck during the winter, you know? Yeah, I was there in October, so it wasn't it wasn't necessarily beautiful, but it was nice enough. I mean, it wasn't like you know, it wasn't uh, negative twenty with wind chill. It was fine. I uh, we went to uh, we went to Milwaukee, Chicago, uh, Detroit, uh, Rock City, uh, and uh, yeah, I think that was it. It was a fun trip, though. I had a nice time. It was uh, it was actually like I feel like Milwaukee. And Detroit, I love, you know what, here's something, here's something, I'll I'll tell you this about me. I love being a tourist. I love it. I like doing all kinds of nonsense. Like I, uh, Coogs is probably listening to this and nodding her head because I like, we were just in Europe over the winter and I love, like, I will go on like a tour, uh, like a, uh, like a tour, like, uh, being, you know, about like the uh, like in France, we did a tour about the French Revolution. And I other than that tour, I have no interest in the French Revolution. It's not like I'm some sort of history buff. I don't have a really big interest in it. But because I love being a tourist so much, I just love doing anything touristy. I, I just I, I slurp it up. I slurp up the tour shit. I, I like the culture, but I don't like the crowds of, of touristy stuff. Did you guys make it to Versailles when you were there? I know we we, we were there not very far apart, and there was a, there was the, um, uh, what what do you call it? The, not a, not a boycott, but uh, everything was shut down pretty much. A subway uh, strike. Yeah, strike. The, uh, yeah, the strikes were going on there. Strike, uh, yeah, for people who don't know, there were strikes going on for all public transportation. So when. Uh, when we were there, which was right after uh, Donkey Teeth and uh, Ms. Teeth, uh, we we didn't we didn't have any uh, desire to. Well, I, I would have went to Versailles, but I had been before, and Coogs didn't want to go, so it was kind of like because she was, uh, you know, obstinately against going to Versailles, and I wasn't really like like I would have went. If she was like on the fence, I would have pushed her over into going. But because she was so against it, I was like, eh, I've been already. It's fine. I, uh, I, you know, Versailles to me is it's fascinating in like it's uh, what what it is, uh, like just the fact that, you know, one person like well, not one person, but one family lived there like that alone is fascinating. The actual like inside and looking around i feel like it's like all of those old museums or even like the vatican like you've seen one priceless painting you've seen them all after like five of them (laughs) like i don't know like you know what i mean like you just start you start getting so like uh you know you just get so worn down by it's like one priceless thing after another it's like okay i've seen the mona lisa let's go 
Yeah, you get desensitized. We went to the Prado because we went to Madrid. And, yeah, yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, it it all kind of starts to look the same. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, I looked up the the cities in Illinois. I forgot about Aurora, Wayne's World, Aurora. They got (laughs) 200,000. And then Joliet, the the, uh, uh, Blues Brothers from from Joliet Prison, they got 147,000. And then Naperville's right there at 147,000 as well. So tune into the link on the Patreon podcast. (laughs) We talked to Lenny Dykstra for 10 seconds, and we did geography in Illinois for two hours. Thank you. <laughs> you want to talk about what's going on with uh, with baseball and uh, your boy Trevor Plouffe? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we can. I uh, – well, see, I haven't really wavered much in what I think is going on with baseball. I've – for now, going on like six weeks – I've sort of felt like baseball is going to come back in July and there's going to have a 100 game season. And, you know, it, and that's what it's going to be. The specifics outside of that, I don't know necessarily like what to believe when it comes to like, you know, the universal DH. So here's the thing. So I was talking to um, Craig Mish, uh, Marlins beat writer uh, yesterday. And I said to him, like, how I felt about, like, the universal DH. Like, what, like, it's like if you have, like, for instance, donkey, you go to the hospital with a head injury. They don't, you know, give you uh, something for your ankle. <laughs> like, they don't give you an ankle, you know. It's like universal DH does not seem like the reason, like, the the, uh, the fix for, uh, you know, what's going on with uh, the major leagues right now. But, you know, Mish brought up a good point in that, like, if Toronto and Miami, for instance, if they're in the same division, you can't have, like, one team have the DH and one team not have the same the DH in the same division. So if they're going to change the divisions in order to limit travel, you also have to bring out the universal DH because there's just going to be some teams that are playing the other teams. And you can't do, like how you would do in like, uh, you know, interleague where it's like, oh, every time Toronto goes to Miami, they, the pitcher hits. And when Miami, like their team wouldn't be built for it. Like their team needs, if their team, like if Miami's going to face the Blue Jays, for instance, you know, 12 times this year or however many times it's going to work out to uh, over the course of a hundred games, if they play them 12 times, you can't have one team be ready for the DH and one team not. So th- that actually made sense to me. So I was like, okay, it makes more sense that they're going to have a universal DH if they have to do a, a, a travel limiting situation where the divisions are changed. So that, I mean, that kind of now makes sense to me. I, I don't, I don't find it as bizarre of a, uh, you know, a suggestion by some people uh, whether or yeah. not it's going to think- happen. I think I mean I think they're they're gonna try I mean that I think a hundred percent they're gonna try and play baseball I don't know like this is one situation where like just because they say opening day July 4th it doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna happen I do think they are gonna come out on the record and say we are gonna have baseball I agree uh, I think that was always the thing with the universal DH because the that like first plan that they had thrown out there was, uh, you know, the uh, spring training leagues basically, and the, you know the the Cactus League and 
the uh, Grapefruit League are mixes of AL and NL. So with that plan, I think that they had to, to go to the Universal DH. I mean, there, there's been discussions about it happening in the next year anyway, so it'll be interesting if they do, you know, not doing the, the Florida-Arizona plan and going to new divisions just in your, your area. I think the, the latest thing that was floated out there was three, just three divisions um, for every everyone. And... Um, It'll be interesting to see if they just keep the universal DH then, you know, from there. What do you think? Yeah, no. Years. I, yeah, no. I, I mean, I honestly, I'm not a uh, I'm not a stickler for, uh, you know, how the games should be played, you know, have uh, I think the DH is fine across the major leagues. I don't I don't really care. I, I'll be honest, it doesn't really bother me either way. I like uh, I like I always play in more NL only leagues than AL only. But I don't really care if there's a DH in the NL. <laughs> I think at this point, like, I always have, like, if, if my strongest reaction to whether or not there should be a DH is, do we, does anyone really want to see the pitcher hit? And the answer is always no. Like, no one cares for, and if the pitcher is any good at hitting, then they can DH or then they can be used as a pinch hitter. Like, no one goes to the park to see Jacob DeGrom hit, they go to see him pitch. Like, it's just it's just kind of stupid that the DH has been around even this. I mean, excuse me, that there's no DH in the NL. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's actually, like, if you were to go back in time and, you know, back to, uh, like, I think it was 73 that uh, Ron Bloomberg was uh, the first DH. Ah, I want to say that was the year. But anyway, if you go back to that year, I, I would think there'd be more of a fuss that people would make about being no DH in the NL. Like, how are you going to have, a, you know, two teams come together in the World Series and one team has been built with a DH and the other team has been built without the DH? It's like there's immediately there's like a disadvantage to the NL because they just have a, a little bit of a weaker roster. Um, you know, I don't even know if... Uh, more AL teams have won since the beginning of the DH or not. I don't know if like that necessarily plays out in reality, but I feel like that makes teams uneven as it is. Like teams should have like both leagues, especially with interleague, both leagues should have the DH at this point, or both teams should not have the DH, but they should be the same because with interleague alone, they're playing each other all the time. Like, for one team not to have the DH, it's just, I mean, yeah, it's just stupid to me. I don't know why. I, honestly, I haven't really researched it. Off the top of my head, I don't even know the reason why they did it in only one league. Like, I honestly, there's probably a reason. At, like, someone someone decided that was smart at the time, but I don't, like, I don't even know. I have no idea why. I, I don't know either. I would guess that, you know, I'm not a, a baseball historian or anything, but I would guess that they were at one point their own leagues, you know, like in they, they weren't mixed and they never played each other. And then when they came together, nobody wanted to give up their rules. And it's just been that way. It doesn't make any sense to me either. I agree. Um, another thing that I've seen mentioned, and I don't know if you discussed this with Mish or anybody else, but... Um, if they we'd have a season, hopefully, knock on wood, um, the idea that there's going to be robot umpires just to 
you know, limit the amount of risk and, and human exposure going on. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, no, I haven't heard anything about that. I haven't talked to anyone about it either. I personally, I don't think the uh, league is ready for it. I, don't, I, I mean, I don't know if they're set up to do it. You're, are you eating something? <laughs> Every time I say something, I hear like a slurp or something. Are, are you drinking a slurpee while you talk? I got, I got uh, the, some spin drift that I was telling you about. Great stuff if you haven't had it yet. I, I graze into the, the LaCroix sparkling water, but the Spindrift is great with the uh, fruit juice, but, but it wasn't uh, not in the fridge, you know what's, so I had to put it on ice. You know what's really great about it? How much noise it makes. That's really awesome. That's just the ice, you know. <laughs> I, who puts ice with their seltzer? What is wrong with you, man? It was warm. You, it, there was none in the fridge. What do you want me to do? Are you a communist? Seriously, answer me. Answer well, me. I have been watching a lot of the Americans. I'm actually through five. I'm actually into season six already. I so. think uh, I haven't I haven't seen it since it went off the air. But from what I remember, I thought The Americans was like a top five show of all time. I love The Americans. I thought it was a great show. But I honestly, it's been a while. So, I don't, you know, like once things go off the air, the uh, the craziest thing to me is with like binging, especially like I'll watch a show and love it like really love a show and then it'll go off the air and the next year when it comes back i will not remember anything about what's going on <laughs> wait what wait 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 what did what did saul do what who's that <laughs> not, wait nacho is who to saul what is that his cousin did they quinceanera uh, what is going on like what what is saul he's an attorney i don't you know like i forget literally uh, like the moment the show goes off the air it's like uh, a switch flips and i'm like eh okay on to the next thing <laughs> but i did i remember liking the Amer like loving the americans even I, I loved it i just don't really remember it too much i don't remember the specifics no that's really good i mean i saw in the comments of one of your rasball articles that somebody else jumped on the uh, americans bandwagon since you've been talking about it, we've been talking about it here and they said they didn't realize that you had to be a whore to be a spy. And that's exactly what it is. Everyone's just, they're just banging everybody. Oh, yeah. No, I know. I, uh, I, well, I don't want to say anything that is, uh, uh, let's see, how can I say this without giving anything away in case you haven't seen it yet? Did you see uh, Philip in, uh, in Russia training to become a spy? Yes. <laughs> that was yeah that was that was see now that was a well done montage i remember that where i'm like wow this is like this is awful in a way and also kind of awesome <laughs> it was great i uh yeah i don't want to give anything away to people who haven't watched it so um but it, it was great there's a montage where he we're learning uh where we learn a backstory on philip and it's good um so anyway, yeah, I uh, I DM'd Barack Obama. He hasn't gotten back to me yet, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> you got that blue check mark. It really gives you that credibility, and we'll be able to get somebody else. <laughs> oh, for, no, sure. That's the whole thing. Like I uh, I, I don't want I don't I don't pretend to be an an elitist, <laughs> but with the blue check mark, I have the ability to DM just about anyone. Like I can DM people, but they can't necessarily DM me unless 
I I follow them. So, you know, I don't and I don't follow that many people. So, yeah, but I can DM just about that. Like I DM'd Andrew Yang a few times now and I'm like, dude, come on the podcast. Let's talk about, you know, universal um, money or whatever the hell he's doing. <laughs> Maybe the worst podcast ever. I have no, How do you get I'm, that blue check mark? Um, I, uh, I don't think they give him out anymore. <laughs> Not to, not to say that just to put a kibosh on your entire life, but I, I don't think they uh, give them out anymore, to be honest with you. But maybe, I don't know. Uh, I got it. I just contacted Twitter, um, and I, uh, I was talking to them about doing advertising uh, through Twitter. I never ended up doing it, but I, but, but I was talking to the guy, and I had a, uh, a sales rep. This was a few years ago. And at that point, I said to him, I was like, hey, can I get him? Hey, hey, give me one of them check marks. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I'll put you through the people who do them. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, give me that check mark and maybe I'll advertise with you. <laughs> so that's how it's done. Huh. Yeah, that was how it was done for me. Back I, in the day. I, yeah, I think for some people it was, uh, you know, I don't think Barack Obama had to, like, contact anyone and say, hey, give me a blue check mark, you bastards. <laughs> Um, but if we get him on the podcast, maybe we could ask him. I uh... well, one of his people probably did. I mean, they need to verify that you're who you say you are. That's what the whole check mark's all about, right? Somebody verified that that that's actually Barack's account. Right. Yeah. No. Definitely. Yeah. That that's that's the idea behind it, at least. Yeah. You're supposed to be getting uh, you get verified that it's really a real person behind the account and not you know one of these uh, spam fake accounts. That are, that's where they messed up with you. Yeah, well, that's well, that was the thing. I think that's why the route I went, it was uh, a route, the only route I could have went, because otherwise, if I would just reached out to someone randomly, they'd be like, "Who the fuck is this?" <laughs> and then they would have been like, "Let me see, uh, you know, actual identification." I'd be like, "Well, <laughs> about that." <laughs> but yeah, I don't know that. So anyway, I think uh, we'll we'll see. I think someone, you know, if I DM Obama one too many times, he may contact Twitter and be like, "Hey, take this guy's blue check." <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we should take a request from our our Patreons for people uh, that you should contact to try to get on the show. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Hey, look at Donkey with the good ideas. Yeah, definitely. If. Uh, you know, because uh, Lenny and my grandfather have worked out so well. Um, yeah, if anyone has any uh, ideas about who they want me to DM, <laughs> I, uh, I'll, I'll reach out to them. That's actually how uh, tomorrow on the main podcast, we're supposedly, we're talking to Adam Richman, a man versus food, <laughs> because I DM'd him. Uh, so, yeah, we're, uh, you know, it's just like reaching out. That's like ideally the kind of person i should be reaching out to because that's like someone who i can actually get <laughs> you know like uh, i don't think andrew yang's getting back to me and he's too he's too big maybe a couple of years ago you could have had him before he ran for president oh yeah no for sure um but yeah you have to find like that sweet spot like i reached out to uh jeff mcneil about being on uh the uh, the mets <laughs> player i reached out to him about being on the podcast 
but like I didn't reach out to Pete Alonzo. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you gotta go. You go for a certain level of person where you feel like you might actually get a good response versus like you know just being stupid about it and being like, hey, Mike Trout, what's going on? This is Gray from Rouseball. <laughs> like who? Who the fuck is this? Get out of here! Man. Get out of my DMs, you creep. Well, segue here. You know who would be great to have on is uh, Dennis Rodman. He would be a great guest. You know what? And he's the kind of person who I could see being like Lenny. Like, if you can catch him at the right time, I could see Dennis Rodman being like, yeah, what else am I fucking doing? I'll come on. (laughs) Right? All right. Put him on the list. Yeah. the last dance, uh, we talked about it a lot. We're not going to really talk about it anymore. I know that you're, you've kind of lost interest in it, it seems like. But I did want to bring up, I haven't watched this, this last week's two episodes or whatever, but the the week before, there was a lot of Rodman on there. And that whole Vegas thing where he just up and left the team to go to Vegas reminded me a lot of B-Don. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, B-Don is our Dennis Rodman of Rasball. He, uh... Yeah, he went to Vegas and actually killed people. Well, I mean, who knows what Rodman's done in Vegas? I guess I shouldn't. I shouldn't put that all on B-Don. Yeah, no, B-Don, he was murdering the elderly there early on during the career. He spread the coronavirus. Everyone's like, you know what? South Korea is really so far ahead of uh, the U.S. in testing and tracing and containing. But you know what? South Korea didn't have that we have. It's B-Don spreading the disease all over the country. Well, they they sent him over here, too. He's Korean, so he's some sort of mole they sent over to make themselves look good. Oh, my God. He's like Philip Jennings of the coronavirus. Holy shit. B-Don is a spy. Yeah, so now I just uh, I got some intel when we were beat on and I were talking on the Rasball Fantasy Football podcast earlier this week that he's thinking about going back to Vegas, and I think he uh, said June or July. What is wrong with that young brother? I don't. I mean, seriously, is Beaton lost his mind? Like, what is? Is he trying to get this? Is he trying to get those antibodies? <laughs> Maybe that's it. Yeah. I love, I love, you know what? I love B-Don's gumption. Good for him, man. I like, I like a guy who gets up and goes against all odds, man. B-Don, he's doing it. Against all odds, B-Don will get the coronavirus, whether it kills him or not. Oh, man, God bless. Hopefully, God, I mean, knock on wood, he doesn't die. Oh, my God. We have to go back and edit all these old podcasts where I'm talking about B-Don. Imagine if B-Don goes to Vegas and something happens to him. You would have to go back and cut out every mention of B-Don from all these old podcasts. Well, I don't know. I mean, we're we're warning him. Have to no, because what if people what if people find us later down the road and they're like, "Ooh, a Lenny Dykstra, um, 18 second interview." Uh, let's listen to this, and then they uh, they listen to it, and we're talking about B Don getting the uh, the corona in Vegas, and he's no and and B Don's got it, and and that's it, and you're like, uh, you have to edit that out. No, seriously, you would have to edit all the B Don, <laughs> all the B Don stuff. <laughs> so not only are we hoping B Don is okay for you know obvious reasons because we want him to be healthy, but we're also hoping this way Donkey doesn't have to go back and edit all the other podcasts. We're going to have to hire somebody. Edit all the B-Down out. <clears throat> Third-party editor. 
a third party editor. I'm putting it on Craigslist right now. Just <laughs> we need a third party audio editor. Just go through and listen to B Don. Every time we say B Don, cut it. <laughs> Just put somebody else's name in there. Lenny Dykstra. <laughs> yeah, put Dykstra. That's a good idea, actually. It'll make it sound like we talked about Dykstra the whole show. <laughs> Dykstra. Every time. Just just, just replace it with, uh, here, I'll give you an audio clip. Dykstra. Use that one. <laughs> uh, great. What do you want to talk about now? You mentioned this normal people show. You want to tell uh, me about that? Oh, it's so good, man. Now, I don't... I, you know what? I'm a uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of not spoiling shows. I don't want to tell you about it and spoil anything. I'll just say this: it's the best show I've seen probably in the last six months. It is so good. I mean, I also I say things like it's the best show I've seen in the last six months, and I literally can't remember what else I've seen in the last six months. So it doesn't really mean as much as it sounds like it means, but. I really love Normal People. It's uh, a show about two high school kids who are in a relationship. And that's all. That's all I'm going to say about it. It's real. It's like it's amazing. It's like the best of like all the '80s John Hughes high school comedies. But it's set in Ireland, and it's also heartbreaking and beautiful. Oh my God! It's so good. Like, um, I know a show is good when I watch it, and I actually am a little bit jealous how good it is. <laughs> that's that's a sign of a good show to me, and Normal People is, is that good. It's, it's excellent. It's on Hulu, so you should watch it. Everyone listening to this should watch it. It's excellent. I'll check it out. We're almost done with The Americans, so I need something. Uh, did you ever watch... The uh, the one I told you about is called Ragnarok. It was a it's on Netflix and it was I think it was only six episodes. It was I believe Norwegian, and it's dubbed, but it's really good dubbing. You can you can hardly even tell at times. It's uh, Norse mythology, Thor. That's all I'll say. But it's really well done and only six episodes. And it's you know it's one of those shows where they don't mess around. That first episode, like. It, you just think it's going to be kind of like an intro episode, you know, and then like 20 minutes in, it's like like halfway through a season of a normal show, it feels like. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, the problem is I, I'm learning quickly. You have terrible taste in TV. So I, I have to be careful about following your um, suggestions, but... Because I was try, I tried to watch Shot Caller, that movie on Netflix. And I was like... Ah, it's awful. And I looked up the reviews, and the reviews were awful. Like you're the only person telling anyone to watch that movie. It was so bad. I had to. I stopped after like literally seven minutes. I couldn't watch it anymore. I, I like that movie. It was good. Yes, you should have given it more than seven minutes. That's the problem. That's the problem there. So the fact that you like that, and now I have to question everything that you tell me <laughs> all right well you told me to watch uh, little fires everywhere so you know i said it was it. bad i said it was bad i didn't t- no. i told you, i told you i was watching it and it's not good that's not a recommendation that's me saying avoid something i i said it was bad news man mm, we i agreed uh, it was bad after like episode four or something like that but i feel like you hadn't gotten that far yet and you were still into it 
Which I guess is okay. I mean, I, I the first couple episodes were all right, but yeah. no, it was bad. It was really terrible. It was not. It was such a NBC, uh, ABC. It was like an ABC drama, like uh, a Grey's Anatomy type drama where everyone's like overacting, and Kerry Washington acts with her teeth, and it's like, oh, this is awful. I mean, it was like it was so bad. That really bad. That TV show is awful. So anyway, Normal People is amazing. It's so good. I mean, I was surprised because Coogs actually brought it to me. And usually her taste is terrible. Like, her taste is as bad as you, really. Like, her taste is like, and, but in a different way, though. Like, she likes shows that it's like, oh, um, you know, I really like uh, this one actress in the show. It's like, that's not a reason to watch an entire show just because you like one actress. Like that's what that's the kind of shit she usually gives me. So I was like really skeptical when she was like, "Oh, we should watch Normal People," and I'm like, "Uh, what's it about?" And she's like, "Oh, it's a love story," and I'm like, "Oh God, this is, sounds awful." <laughs> but I gave it an episode. I was hooked. I'm in, man. It's great. Well, I'll check it out. Yeah, I, you know, there's some sort of Venn diagram of things that we both like, and it's I think it's pretty big. I mean, uh, Americans. Those big shows we we all like, you know, Better Call Saul. It's hard not to like those ones, Breaking Bad. But we also like the shitty TV, uh, like The Challenge and Top Chef's not shitty. It's a, it's a good show, but there's a lot a lot of stuff that that uh, I think we we both like. Actually, oh, um, I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised to see a new season of Vikings came back to Hulu too. So I've been watching that as well. I uh, I'm. I'm only like two episodes in. I, How uh, many seasons are there? Oh, I, I want to say it's like seven seasons. It's really, it's pretty hit or miss though. I mean, I'm like, it's, it's like a, it feels like a guy soap opera. Like it's definitely a little bit melodramatic and not really, uh, it's, it's not as good. You know what else is just came back was the last kingdom, which is awesome. Like I am Uhtred, son of Uhtred. That's I've a, never watched that one. Oh my God! Oh, forget it. I, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, what's wrong with you? Uh, if you like Vikings, that you'll like Ragnarok. Put that one on your list. The other one you didn't like that I I went back and watched because uh, my my girlfriend didn't like it either. Counterpart. Uh, <laughs> you said you didn't like it, but it, it was good. Uh, J.K. Simmons does a does a great job in that show. I just there's only two seasons. Uh, I guess it's not for everybody, but I like that one. I, and I started watching this one's bad. I wouldn't, wouldn't recommend it. It's called Upload Amazon Prime. I don't know if you've seen that one pop up. It's one of the Amazon originals, and uh, uh, it's like it's like the, a uh, virtual heaven after you die. Right. Yeah. Well, oh, thanks for the spoilers. Uh, it's actually disappointing to hear it's not so good because I usually like Greg Daniels. I mean, he uh, he was you know he's the voice behind The Office. Uh, he's good usually, so that's a that's too bad to hear that. Uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm still watching it, and it's just like, uh, uh, I don't want to recommend it. I I don't think it's good. I don't know. But, yeah, I don't. It's weird to me that the uh, show is like over. I thought like he is his specialty. I thought was all sitcom. So it's weird to me that he's doing. It's an hour show, right? It's like. It's 45 minutes to an hour in each episode, isn't it? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. so that's surprising to me alone that he's uh, trying to do a hour. Uh, I, I'm assuming it's like a, a dramedy, right? It's comedy drama. Yeah. 
dramedy is better than a comma, but still not not necessarily my favorite genre usually. Um, choose a lane, man. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no, the other. Uh, so anyway, back to uh, for a second, because we went way off topic uh, from the baseball conversation. What is do what do you think about uh, July 4th? Like, did you tell me what you thought? Like, July 4th, 100-game season? Are you on board with that? Like, what's your thought? It seems most likely. You know, I was thinking that there was a chance of June, and then they came out and said that they would give them some sort of June spring training, potentially, uh, which makes sense not to just throw them into a regular season. It does seem – it seems very natural to to have that symbolic Independence Day – opening day on the July on July 4th. I don't know, does that add up though 100 games? You've got what is it July, August, September, 3 months, 100 games. Could, a lot of double headers, huh? They could squeeze No, actually they could squeeze in more if uh you know, they're talking about going into October with the regular season and then having postseason be November. They uh they could squeeze in more than 100 games if they really wanted to they really wanted to go and do that, I think. Like, I don't know. From what I uh, – Mish was saying 120 was possible if they start uh, beginning of July. Um, but, yeah, that's that's a ton of double headers and everyone playing seven games a week. I feel like 100 games, to me, has them back and playing – but on a more of a normal schedule where, you know, maybe there's a double header here and there, but it's not like jamming, you know, two double headers each week and trying to get in, you know, so many games that everyone's exhausted and injured. And right. You know. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's so I'm, you know, they were saying next week is when we're going to uh, hear. Uh, well, by the time people listen to this, it'll be this week but yeah they said uh they said we're gonna hear soon <laughs> i'll be a little more vague uh so and, <laughs> and that makes to me that makes sense because like we gotta hear like what their plan is i would guess by no later than mid-may which is you know we're coming up on it so yeah like maybe next thursday like the uh you know, maybe the the maybe Wednesday, maybe like the thirteenth uh, or fourteenth of uh, May, soon. I I think we're gonna hear real soon. To be honest, I think it's uh I think it's coming back, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited. I I wish it was already. I I mean, I wish they were already like, you know, with a plan in place versus you know holding the plan back. I think uh, you know the sooner they they give the plan, it's the sooner. When everyone can uh, sort of like under you know figure out exactly what the uh, you know what what they're gonna do for fantasy. Uh, the funniest are you? Am I alone in this? But I could not have less interest in uh, the Korean baseball organization, the KBO. Uh, are you the same as me? Yeah, I, I, you asked me this before, and I said that I'm at least as disinterested. I, I couldn't be any less interested. <laughs> right i mean and i almost and the, the crazy thing is like right now there's uh you know there's people i just saw Fangraphs put up some stats for the kbo and there's some people out there like following along with like box scores and stuff 
and uh, you know maybe even a couple people are doing fantasy leagues, but I feel like all of that is going to get dropped like a hot potato as of like you know at least the beginning of June. Like as soon as spring training 2.0 starts, everyone is going to drop all the Korean baseball coverage, and people are going to be like, you know, so what? I started this Korean baseball league fantasy league just to do you know for a month like you know it's so I, I mean i don't get it honestly i don't understand i mean i i know people are desperate for baseball any way they can get it but that's like i mean it's silly you're doing it for what a, a month and then one real and then when the mlb comes back in you know june in their uh spring training 2.0 you're just gonna forget all about everything you did with the korean baseball league for like a couple weeks like and that's including like these sites that are covering it with coverage and stuff it's like so are you really going to continue to cover this even after probably not and if you do then you've dug your heels on on something that no one's going to care like i don't think that many people care about it now let alone when mlb returns people are going to care even less yeah, and, and I think it'd be one thing if it was Japanese. You know, there, there's a little more talent in the, the Japanese leagues. And, uh, you know, quite a few of them come over from Japan every year. What do we get, like one or two Koreans? And usually they aren't even, like, relevant for deep fantasy leagues. So it's not even like scouting single A, you know? It's at least single A players, you're going to get a handful of them in the major leagues. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, completely. And, uh, you know, you brought it up too. like minor leagues, I think are totally off the table this year. So that's going to, uh, you know, that's going to add an extra wrinkle into the major leagues where the, the rosters, I think the rosters are going to be expanded. And I, I think they might, you know, figure out something, a workaround with service time. Like, I don't think, service time is necessarily going to be a one-for-one bargain this year where, like, say, I don't know, um, Mackenzie Gore, for instance. You know, if he's up for 60 uh, days or 80 games this year, I don't think it might be like – they might have it it, uh, be like a, you know, two-thirds service time. So if he's up for 80 games, he's only going to get – you know, service time for 60 or something like I, I, they could, I, I feel like they're going to figure something out where it's going to be different because, you know, MLB has TV networks and they have revenue that they can bring in without having uh, crowds at the games, uh, without having fans at the games. And uh, minor leagues just don't have that option. Like there's literally no reason for, people in double a for instance to risk their lives to go play baseball because there's no money for them anyway like you know yeah and it's unfortunate you know we're probably gonna we'll never even know but we're probably gonna lose uh, a a good bit of that talent that uh you know comes out of double a and and you know really triple a those those uh guys that come out of nowhere and have those late late uh, minor league career breakouts they're they're probably having to go, you know, bag groceries right now to make a living, and, may, and you know they're not training. They they may never get back into baseball, um, so it is kind of sad for those guys and and what's happening. But you know, it's sad in in a lot of ways of society. There's a lot of people struggling right now. Yeah, no, I mean definitely. Um, 
yeah, it's it's been rough. I mean, it's been really, it's been shitty in every possible way. So hopefully, you know, hopefully baseball comes back and uh, we, we get to at least, you know, distract ourselves with uh, games for a couple months. Yeah, I think we will. I think we will. Knock on wood. Let's get some baseball going. What's going on with uh, with football? Is, is that all as uh, uh, according to plan as of right now, right? Yeah, as of right now, actually, yesterday they just released the schedules, so um, they must be optimistic. I thought that they would hold off a little bit longer and see how this progressed because, you know, it doesn't start until the end of August. Uh, I think that's when week one is probably last week in August. They could have waited, you know, to release their schedule and maybe push it back if they needed. They must be feeling pretty confident to to put it out right now. Have they said? Uh, uh, have they said that they're not going to have fans at the stadiums, or they haven't even considered? You know, they haven't. And one of my buddies has bear season tickets, and usually he sells like almost all the games, and then picks one that we go to. So he had picked out uh, week five game, and they're like all excited. You know, it's uh, the Buccaneers. Tom Brady's on the Buccaneers now. I'm sure you don't follow that, but um, he's super excited for this guy. Like. Week five, I do not think that there's going to be fans in week five, which is going to be late September, early October, probably. I would be really surprised if there's fans at football games, but maybe I'm just being a little pessimistic. Mm, yeah, I don't know. From what I heard, uh, I again, I, I think this was this was Michigan. My only uh, connection, uh, obviously, he was saying that football doesn't even doesn't need fans in the stadium at all to make uh way to make a shit ton of money so it doesn't even matter if there's fans so it seems like a needless risk for fans to be at football games no for sure and uh, i've seen people talking about it on twitter i think they're talking about it with baseball i don't even know now i'm i'm like so out of uh out of the the twitter loop with baseball and and even football right now i'm just not on there as much with this uh this lockdown, but um, I've seen people talking about miking up the players, which would make a lot of sense for both baseball and football. You know, not having the fan noise and, and that that uh, atmosphere uh, would make for much better broadcast. Having the players miked up, don't you think? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I, I heard something along those lines too. Yeah, I think that would make sense. I think, uh, you know, I, I mean, miking the players always, you know, you always get, uh, you know, a little, you get a gem. Uh, maybe, you know, like once a day out of 15 baseball games, maybe you'll get one jam a day. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you're going to get a, a ton of interesting stuff. Like some of it is like, like I, I always think about like, you know, it's not really necessarily a fair comparison because the all-star game is a special event uh, where no one's really competing uh, at the top of their game. But you always get, like, the mic'd players for those all-star games for any sport, really. And you get, like, such stupid commentary. I mean, it's always so dumb. Like, who cares, like, what, you know, uh, like, they're goofing on first base. Like, oh, look at Sean Casey, so funny. Like, I don't care about that shit really but yeah i mean you might get a, a thing or two that's interesting with mike players uh maybe yeah maybe they'd have to i don't know i, I guess you're right maybe they figure out which players are a little more personable and and only mic those guys up but you'd think they'd be doing that for the all-star game too you know 
Yeah, the problem is they don't even know, like, at least maybe I'm not the uh, demographic, but I don't think they necessarily know who is the most interesting players to mic up, uh, even if they were micing players. <laughs> I don't know. And it's also like, you know, the old adage uh, goes of like, you know, once you, a uh, you know, there's no such thing as a documentary because once you start documenting something, that subject changes so, like, you put a mic on maybe the greatest personality in the game, um, and they're going to be different because they know that there's a mic on them. So, well, I don't know. Maybe. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. It could be. It, it might be okay. I, I don't want to be too cynical here, but I'm not, I'm not necessarily a fan uh, as much as, you know, I yeah, I just want to see baseball. I don't really care if they're mic'd, to be honest, but, yeah, yeah I you mean, know, it I... might get I think it'd be better in football. I think the miking would be better in football because they're closer together, hitting each other. There's probably more trash talking. It's just more natural in in football yeah. than baseball. You're all spread out, and it's just a different pace, you know? Yeah, I could see that, potentially, for sure. I, I think uh, I think with baseball, you get a lot of, like, uh, you know, um, someone's in the outfield, you know, shooting the shit and it's like third so corny come on who cares about what the hell you know um reese hoskins has got to say i don't care (laughs) so so i don't know maybe maybe it's okay in baseball maybe there'll be a a moment or two but yeah football could be fun yeah anything else going on great we're we're like an hour here you know after our really long lenny dykstra interview that ate up pretty much (laughs) the whole show we if we talk for another hour, we could just call Lenny right back. <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking when when it was ringing, I was like, "How the hell is this going to work?" He's not going to be able to hear Gray. You know, if he's talking, I've got it up to the mic. I was like trying to get my headphone so that he could hear you through that. I mean, it wasn't going to work, so we're going to have to figure that out for next week when we call Lenny back. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. As soon as he picked up, I was. Hey, Lenny! And then I was like, wait. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so I I had it. I had my phone up to the, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is like as bad as miking Reese Hoskins in the outfield. Who cares? (laughs) We'll just have you call him next week. He's going to get your number. I'm supposed to ask Lenny. Who's the (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll have you call him next week. So you can ask Lenny, your question. Seriously. He's going to hang up. Goose Gossage or Dale Murphy? Give me one guy to blow for crack. <laughs> I would have to I would have to be playing telephone. Uh, Gray is wondering who you'd blow for crack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Oh, man, this is so not going to work anyway. We're going to keep... Finally, we're going to reach him. Like, it's going to take us eight weeks to reach him. Finally, we're gonna, he's going to be like, okay, go ahead. What's your question? And I'm going to say my question. He's going to hang up. <laughs> Maybe we start out We start out with, like, soften him up with one of my questions. Like, how would you get the nickname Nails? Or, you know, about him getting his teeth bashed out in jail, something like that. And then, then once you got that rapport, sling the crack one at him. All right, then. All right, well, it's good talking to Don. <laughs> yeah, you too, man. Good stuff. We'll we'll be at it again next week. You can uh, 
You can follow Gray out there on the Twitterverse at Razball. I'm at DonkeyTeeth87. I, I guess you don't even say like rate and review this podcast because it's a uh, it's a Patreon. But get out there on the Patreon. I think that there's like a chat on there, right? People can like uh, interact with us, tell us who they want Gray to uh, get in contact with, or you can just write in the comments on Razball. I suppose that works too, huh? Yeah, either way, you can ask me uh, to uh, try and get in contact with someone. Um, and also, uh, you could also do uh, questions. If you have any questions you want to, uh, for a mailbag segment, uh, yeah, if you have any mailbag questions, you know. Yeah, we've gotten no mailbag questions, so, uh, you know, anytime now, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, we, know, we know there's people listening, so we see it, so let's go. Okay, all right, Donkey. All right, have a great weekend, Gray. All right, I'll talk to you. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Love getting prices that are lower than low on food that's fresher than fresh? Then shop at Kroger. We give you more ways to save on the fresh you love with tools like the Kroger app, where you can find personalized coupons on top of weekly sales, giving you prices that are lower than the everyday low. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.